Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday. Welcome. It's t- it's two girls at night. It is. <sighs> I'm Andy. And I'm Katie. And we're two girls who scare easily. At night. Yeah. <laughs> at night. At night. It feels so late. It does. It's the same time we always record, but for some reason it feels later tonight. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Mm. We'll survive. We're going to do this. We're doing this. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Um, Because you're doing it. it. It's yeah. going to be incredible. It's you. It's my story time. I'm excited for this one. And do we have any housekeeping um, we need to do? I don't think Am I moving so. yet? Can you see anything? No, you're still frozen for me. But it always comes through on like the actual recording. It's just me. Okay. I just can't see you. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> it's more fun when I can like react to your reactions. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We got this. This is going to be great. Um... Andy, would you like to tell our lovely listeners who might be first joining um, what they're about to strap themselves into? Well, first of all, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, So each week, one of us tells the other a spooky or weird or interesting story uh, in the Colorado area. And yeah, we just try to kind of freak each other out. The other one doesn't know what we're going to say, so Katie has no idea what my story is about today, which makes it way more fun. Not a clue. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm strapping myself in. What, What would you say if I told you there's a place in Colorado where you can go and get complete instruction in all the fundamental laws of the cosmos. All of them? It will teach you how to develop your own inner powers so that you become perfectly balanced in the three phases of manifestation. Physical, mental, and spiritual. It will teach you the universal law in all of its aspects. So that you can learn the key truths, which will enable you to strip the veil from the symbols of all philosophies and religions to find the true God behind all manifestations. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the, oh, uh, we're doing a cult. <laughs> this is a cult. <laughs> Was a call. <laughs> That's the second. It was all the laws of the cosmos. All well, of first them. of all, what is what is the difference between mental and spiritual manifestation? Um, I, I mean, thought I don't know. They but were this. I haven't gone through this instruction, thing. so clearly I'm not. Oh, well, then that's I can't tell. That's you. why we we. We wouldn't, we haven't been plugged in, Mm-mm. if you will. Oh, it's a cult. It's a cult. Oh. <laughs> oh, Andy. No, oh, just for you. Andy. It's, how did you know that these are my absolute favorites? I know they're mine too. 
I'm so excited. I love cults. So. I love Okay. <laughs> so, what I just uh, read you is from the website of the Brotherhood of the White Temple. Because, yes, mm-hmm. it is still an existing cult. <laughs> oh, this is this is a real treat. <laughs> now, would you like to know what okay. they offer at this? All of it. <laughs> Give it to me. So All of it. The offerings that they have on their website right now: you get weekly church lessons, bi-weekly ancient wisdom teachings. And truth sheets, which are information from the Brotherhood headquarters. Truth worker guild lessons, which are lectures by Brotherhood ministers and ministers in training. Monthly fellowship of the Avatar lessons. And the Light on the Path magazine three times a year. Did I mention that this is a correspondence cult? Say what? Yeah. So, uh, the entire process, education process, takes about four and a half years, typically, and mm. they will just mail you, like, weekly lessons. And then, if... Giving it the old college try. Exactly. Because you have to reach a certain level before you're actually invited to, like, live on their compound. I don't know if it's a compound. Of course. It's like a town. <laughs> That's a comp... Ooh. That's a compound in all capital letters. Yes. I'm excited. Oh, so you have to be vetted for four years before you even get brought on to the physical space. Yes. This is good. This is... So, like... That's my understanding, at least. This one, it's a little tricky. There's not a lot of sources online outside of, like, their website. And like this really, of course, not. They're still active. There's, of course, a really wonderful Westward article, but yes, yeah. So, okay, just hypothetical, mm-hmm. hypothetical, hypothetical, hypothetical. Not real, just hypothetical. Let's pretend that someone <laughs> wanted to receive information from them. Anyone could just write in. Yes. You can just go to their website. Okay. Okay. I don't remember the actual website, but you can just look up the Brotherhood of the White Temple. And they have it. Um, Okay. They have in their FAQs that it is not a Nazi religion. (laughs) The White Temple. Oh, that means it is. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yowza. <laughs> oh, this is fun. That's <laughs> so. So anyone, anyone could just write in. Yes, for them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Just it's just that's just good to know. I did. I'm not ever gonna do anything with it. It's just. Uh, I mean, I did. Uh, I did see a Reddit post that somebody signed up for their newsletters, and they got like two newsletters and then just never heard from him again <laughs> yeah but their newsletters are hard 
newsletters are hard, and I mean, cults cults are choosy. Exactly. Actually, their vibrations do... probably weren't right. Yeah, it, you know, shit was off. Oh, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, we talk about vibrations. Okay, <sighs> tell me. Tell me more, Andy. How long have they been around? What's uh, what's their vibe? You know. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into this. So, the founder of the Brotherhood of the White Temple is a man named Maurice Doriel. Uh, he his actual name is Claude Doggins or Dodgen. He spelled it different in different places. Ah, uh, yes, naturally. Yes course he was born somewhere around the year 1900 one source put it at 1898 one at 1902 somewhere in that area in oklahoma and he was the youngest of six kids Mm. yeah don't all cult leaders come from oklahoma it's like their primary export why not since they're just making shit up so can we all cult leaders come from oklahoma totally it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's what their econo- yeah. uh, economy is founded on. It's cults. Yeah. Why not? Screw it. Sure. <laughs> so he claimed to have his first encounter with an ascended master, which we will get into later, at age three mm. and another one at age 12. Mm-hmm. He also retained the experiences of his previous incarnations so well that he didn't need to be taught anything. <laughs> that's that's some white guy shit. Tell you right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I don't ever need to be taught anything. I know it all. I remember my previous incarnations. Duh. Yeah. And they knew everything. Yeah. Nothing can ever be discovered unless I discover it. So. Exactly. Duh. Of course. Of course. So he was a precocious little shit as a child, is what I'm gathering from that. That's kind of like, how smart I was. Or he mm-hmm. likes to okay. claim that later in life, at least. So. Yeah. So. He ended up moving to Kansas sometime in his childhood. Um, According to this Westward article, in 1925, he received a supernatural invitation that took him from Wichita, Kansas, to Calcutta, where he was then guided to Darjeeling, and from there to the underground kingdom in Tibet, where the Ascended Masters and Great Adepts had their headquarters. Underground? Underground. You say? Yes. I do say that. Underground. Oh. Okay. Okay. Like. Yes. Okay. Now there are. Sure. Yep. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, I'm not even sure where to begin with this. 
we're we're gonna stick to his 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 timeline for a bit, and then we'll go back to the uh the story that he bases his cult around. Okay. Uh, so he claimed that he spent eight years in Tibet in the 1920s studying under these uh, masters, these ascended masters. He should have spent, he should have spent seven years in Tibet like Brad Pitt did. <laughs> There's your first problem. What are you trying to one-up Brad Pitt for? <sighs> laws, laws, laws. That was my movie reference. I hope you all got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> and if you didn't, that's fine. You know what? It... That's okay. I made Andy laugh. I don't care. It's it's the whole goal. So he spends eight years in yes. Tibet, which is his first mistake. Not going to Tibet. Um, That's not a mistake. But yeah, there is another. Um, there's another story that I read where he claimed to have found. Uh, he was directed to the Yucatan Peninsula. Because buried on, under a temple there what were these mm-hmm. emerald tablets, which we will get into a lot more later. Mm. And so he was directed to take these emerald tablets back to Egypt and return them to kind of their home under the Great Pyramid. We are all over in this story. <laughs> okay, so... But then I guess he went to Tibet and learned, learned things. I don't... I wasn't... So first, according to him, he went to the Yucatan, then to Egypt, then to Tibet. Something like that? And India? Did he go to any of these places, or did he go from... Oklahoma to Kansas to just Colorado. Now, because I believe that travel. He later explained the lack of passport stamps. <laughs> ha ha! By claiming that it was his astral presence that made the journey. The fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, did I not mention so, like, that there's astral projection in this story too? I'm not surprised. Frankly, I could assume that there would be. We talked about vibrations and emerald tablets going from one general culture to a completely different other one. But naturally, they're going to say that they're related because. Yep, 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 yep. You can't see my face right now. My head is in my hands. It is dramatic. It's, um... You can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> so he didn't travel fucking anywhere. No, he sure didn't. But in his mind, he says he did. Yeah. Again, something that cannot be disproven. Mm-hmm. Okay, you say you astrally projected. Cool. No, but, like, no one can argue with that. I mean, you can't prove it, and it's, like, the 1920s, so what does anybody know? 
Yeah, like you can't disprove it. You can't prove it. So you just have to take the statement as is. Yep. Which all cult leaders do. That's it's like cult leaders 101. That's what they do. Like, yeah, cult leader 101. Give them something that nobody can actually argue with because it's all just thought terminating cliches. Yes. Every single scrap of it. And then you can constantly gaslight them and loop them back into, well, the reason you're not able to see all of it as fact is because you're doubting yourself, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's real good at that. Oh, God. (laughs) And naturally, when you're trying to establish your own brand of spirituality, let's just lump all of these other non-white cultures together because oh yeah why not well and it was the 1920s which is like kind of spiritualism age where they were like super obsessed with other non-white cultures i started to research spiritualism in colorado and then i thought maybe nobody would be interested but me but (laughs) oh and at least one other person will be interested that's true (laughs) we're gonna have to do like multiple parts that sounds very exciting Um, And also, like, a bunch of neo-colonialism bullshit, because why not? Let's just cherry-pick certain tokens and items of spiritual practice and religion from other places that we've colonized, and then mix them all together, claim them as our own. Exactly. Sure. Of course. Okay, so he actually projected... So, in 1927, he married Ruth Proctor and had two kids... Uh, during this time, he was actually working as a clerk, a cab driver, and then a salesman for the Kansas Brokerage Company. Um, by 1931, they had moved back to Oklahoma City, where he worked as a department store salesman. Very. Okay. Yeah. Spiritual leader. Uh, hmm He's He's making sales. He's making sales on people's spiritual health exactly okay that's what he's telling you yeah so he later claims that in 1931 he met with two atlanteans in los angeles who took him to a (laughs) yeah yeah that's where we're going (laughs) and they took him to a cave under mount shasta If I'm going to hear any of the crazy places where the lost city of Atlantis is located, under Mount Shasta in California, abso-fucking-lutely. Hell yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? So, California is not where he claims Atlantis is, um, but (sighs) before the island sank, some of the upper classes were able to leave. And settle elsewhere. This also, um, and and I don't know if it's kind of fuzzy about whether the Atlanteans actually live under Mount Shasta or if that's another race of people. Uh, hmm. Because this led him to develop a cosmology that focused on the inner earth. And it described underground races that he claimed to have learned about from the Atlanteans. But I don't know if the Atlanteans were actually there. Uh, He also later develops theories about underground serpent races. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Homo Reptilia, Doctor Who, has an entire multi-episode story arc about them. So we already know, bruh. Right? BBC covered that. Where have you been? So, 1930... And they live under the Denver airport. We all know this! Right? I was just going to say, like, it all, it all, it's all part of the same thing. It all comes together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, 1932 is his first divorce. Shocker. I know, right? 1933, he is listed in the Oklahoma City Directory as the president of the Brotherhood of the White Temple. So this is where he really starts putting it all together. Okay, he got some seed money from commissions, from sales, and shed this mortal coil of marriage and is now just hog wild. He also got married again this year, though. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Well, all cult leaders need multiple wives. I mean, it's kind of a rule. That's like number two in the cult leader handbook. It's I like think so. gaslighting and then multiple marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh, so, 1937, he moves his base of operations to Los Angeles. Uh, and this is where he divorces his second wife. And this is just delicious. <laughs> Because when they went in front of the judge, his wife is like, he cheated on me. And he says, she denounced him in front of his disciples. (laughs) All I am thinking in my head was that TikTok noise. The woman was too stunned to speak. (laughs) I, again, not surprising, because he's trying to find an assistant in all of this, (laughs) and and in his mind, I'm sure he genuinely believes that her calling him out on his bullshit— is denouncing him because he is above all of it. <sighs> and duh, it happens in LA. At this time, like uh, all the cults are in LA. Right? That's where all the cool cults are. It's the hip happening place to be. Oh, God. So- he slept with someone else? Yeah, well, she told people about it. Which is just as bad. She humiliated right. me in front of my disciples. So how many disciples does he have at this point? I don't, Let's just plow through. I don't actually know. Fuck it. I have no numbers like two? for like any of this. Like it's it's all secretive. I don't I don't know. He clearly he has disciples. He's listing it as his his primary occupation i don't know okay okay so he gets divorced again now he's out in la great perfect fantastic 1940 he moves to bancroft colorado and he's described as a traveling minister so at this time he had like a third wife 
named Sonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1942, the Brotherhood of the White Temple is officially incorporated in Denver as a religious organization. Okay. So they've gone legit. This is also cool. about the time he starts going by Doriel and publishing literature, including the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean, which is his main claim to fame. That's his seminal text. Yes. Although he was quite the prolific author, I have found oh, so many. So many. I have a list later in my notes. Oh, but you know we're going to be reading some and doing I've a deep dive. This is not the end, trying. folks. I did read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean. Uh, you can find it for free on Hoopla with a Great. study guide. Topple. Yes. 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 Um, so basically all of the writings are really similar to theosophy, which was really big. Um, I, I looked up the definition of theosophy. I've heard about it, but I was like, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what it is. I don't think anybody knows exactly what it is. Yeah, of course not. The, um, the definition is an occult philosophy that maintained that a knowledge of God may be achieved through spiritual ecstasy, direct intuition, or special individual relations. I don't. <laughs> Got some special individual relations for you. Okay, so so theosophy is just theology and philosophy. Yeah. It's... And people wanted to create a separate thing because in academia, that's what you do. Yeah. It, um, it feels kind of like old timey new age kind of that catch all mm-hmm. term yeah As like can't people just say that they're pagan and leave it alone no cuz then they get burned at the stake <laughs> well they shouldn't do that either but just like Agreed. just do what you want and fucking mind your business yeah you don't have to start a cult if you want to have some abstract spiritual practices. I don't give a shit. Do what you want. Don't hurt anybody else. But, Fuck it. Have fun. But Katie, they have to guide everybody else on the road to enlightenment. I know, because the road to enlightenment always includes stealing people's money and manipulating, usually, young women. Usually. I haven't found any. Do we have evidence that this one is particularly harmful? Like there are no mm. like legal actions that I saw taken against them or anything like that. They're just kind of wackadoodle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For now. For now. We'll see. So. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, it also pulled a lot from Kabbalah, which is the ancient Jewish okay. tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. I know you know, mm-hmm. but other people don't know. It's a thing. It's magic. Um, yeah. It's vaguely connected to some other organizations, like the Great White Brotherhood, um, which was a theosophical belief system that was also gaining traction at the time. Uh, and then it also connects to 
the Flower of Life organization, but I couldn't figure out exactly which organization that was because there's like a couple online and I can't figure out if they're connected or not or mm-hmm. yeah. um, one of them had a school that is specifically for teaching your children how to, I don't know, access their superpowers and astral project and things. It was pretty fun. So, coincidentally, 1947, Richard Sharp Shaver published a short story called Formula from the Underworld, which Mm. claims to be a fiction based on truth. He claims that... What? That's what it says. That's what it says. Uh... (laughs) He claims that the setting and context are true, uh, and it's just, like, the specific events that weren't. So, this is where the world was introduced to Lemuria. Lemuria. Do you know how? In my head, it flows. Lemuria? I don't know. Anyway, it's an underground world filled with strange technology and, like, the Force, basically. And Shaver had visited. Now, Mr. Shaver was also probably suffering from some form of paranoid schizophrenia. Okay. And this story was published in, like, a sci-fi magazine, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. It gained a shocking amount of traction. (laughs) Um, And I, I don't even know. I don't. I don't know what it was about this story, but it, like, people just glommed onto it and, like, ran with it. So, um, Doriel, our cult leader here, he's quoted as saying, Like Mr. Shaver, I have had personal contact with the Dero and even visited their underground caverns. In the outer world, they are represented by an organization known loosely as the Black Brotherhood, whose purpose is the destruction of the good principle in man. The underground cities and caverns are, in the most part, protected by space warps, a science known to the ancients, but only touched on by modern science. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I love how it's only after an article, a science fiction short story is published and becomes popular. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was there, too. Yeah. Duh. So, uh, you know, probably, was probably there before you. Probably. But. Like, before it was cool. It's, yeah. But it's like, whatever. I mean, like, I was there, too. I just didn't really want to, like, brag about it. <laughs> I didn't really want to make it, like, a big deal. Right. But since you brought it up, <laughs> I was there, and I know them super well. Like, I'm, like, I'm yeah. cool with, like. We're, like. Like. They could let me back in, totally. you know, if if they wanted to. Yeah. But I just decided, you know, my place is here with my people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote a book called Mysteries of the Gobi. Where, and this is, this is Doriel. He, he wrote this book. He describes civilizations beneath the desert inhabited by a highly advanced benign race similar to Shaver's Tiro folk, but with one difference. The Gobians 
Sorry. Jacobians were the real Hebrews who became priests to the Jews, but were not Jews themselves because Jesus was not of the Jewish race, but descended from the Gobians who all had fair skin, blue eyes, and red or blonde hair. Oh, wow. So we are just straight in to the anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. Full on. I mean, this was the only real direct, uh, direct reference I saw. And like I said, I haven't gotten to read all of these books. You can get them on eBay, oh, but they're very gonna. expensive. If anybody has one, just, I mean, just photocopy it for me. I just, please. Let me Are file. they, like, available at a library? Like, could we do, like, interlibrary loan? So some of them are, like, available but not digitally. And they're in, like, okay. there's, like, one in California. So I don't, I don't know if we can get books from there. I've never tried. <laughs> I couldn't figure it I'm out gonna time for this. <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm going to talk to some some folks. They might have a way. Because we've got to keep. I mean. We've got to read. Right? More. Oh, it's fantastic. What? They're. Here's the Gobians. Uh-huh. They were the real promised people yeah. from God. By the way, they all look like the ideal Aryan. Mm-hmm. Despite living in a and, desert. And that's where Jesus came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite living in a desert. And holy shit. Oh, darling, we are just getting started, too. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Bring it on. 1948. He wrote another book called Flying Saucers, An Occult Viewpoint. And he warns that the serpent people had disposed of Joseph Stalin. And now the Supreme Council of the Soviet is controlled by beings far wiser than they appear. And that alone didn't end the Cold War. I know, what? right? What? That's crazy. Madness. So he eventually combined all of these into a theory that in the second half of the 20th century, the serpent race would ally with the Antichrist. Uh, yes. He believed that there were three types of flying saucers including one piloted by the serpent people who were once icebound in Siberia, became defrosted and then replaced and overthrew the communist regime in Russia. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's yes, just of course. history, right? Everybody yeah. knows that. I, everybody, everybody knows that. I mean, it was on the X-Files. I'm pretty sure. Right? Probably. Like, I'm sure. You yeah. know, why not? For sure. <laughs> so, what is what is the one thing we're still missing from our cult so far? Well, 
we've got the one supreme enlightened person who is gatekeeping all the information for everybody else naturally. Of course. Yeah. We've got uh racist pseudo spiritual pseudo scientific theology. Boom. Correct. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um we've got colonialism manifested in the tokenization of spiritual practices. Boom. Of course. Got it. What is the one thing that every I'm s- cult leader ends up doing, though? Taking everybody's money and starting a compound? Yes, but why do they have to start the compound? What are they preparing for? Oh, the end of the world. <laughs> I was like, uh, sexual manipulation. <laughs> no, that also comes later. Doomsday. Doomsday. Yep. They all have a doomsday. They all have a doomsday. Uh, Doriel predicted that nuclear war was going to be the end of the world. And it would happen in 1953. So, he moved the Brotherhood to a place near Sedalia, Colorado. Which, I looked it up. It's just south of Denver, kind of northwest of uh, Castle Rock, for those of you interested. Oh, okay. It's actually, like, it's pretty close. (laughs) Okay. But it's in the mountains, so they could be protected in their little valley from nuclear war, because that's how it works. Yes. And they called it the Shambhala Ashram. Because, why not? We're just stealing other cultures whole hog now it's fine of course at the time make it sound like a yoga retreat why not exactly at the time it cost five hundred dollars per person and a personality that would blend well into the program to join and he said that if nuclear war didn't hit the community could become a, a summer resort Oh. Yeah. Just plan it ahead, you know? I mean, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So, all right, here's a backup. Yeah. But I love how it's that easy for him. Just be like, well, just, yeah. you know what? If I'm wrong, which he's never going to be wrong. He's always going to get some sort of divine prophecy at the last minute which then postpones the eventual doomsday because that's how they do it yeah well i'm surprised he made his doomsday clock run out so soon right usually i'm always kind of give yourself like a little while longer Uh, but you know fuck it and i mean and if that doesn't work it was kind of cold war times so they did kind of think the world was going to end in nuclear war yeah now I could, it's a believable end. Mm-hmm. All the bombs are going to be dropped. Yeah, yes. You're completely right. Everybody really did think nuclear war could happen at any time because it's scary. Yeah. Some of the real historical events that proved, yes, yes, it could. Um, like we got, we got real close at the Cuban Missile Crisis. 
We got upsettingly close. We've been upsettingly uh, close multiple times. Yeah, can we not do that anymore? Just ever, stop. please. That'd be great. Can we please stop? I mean, it's you not bad, right? Because then he can just be him. like, no, because the, you know, the serpent people replaced the leaders or the Atlanteans replaced the leaders and they made better decisions. Yes. <laughs> Is that what he said? I don't actually know. We don't have a lot Let's of information say that's after what he this, said. but I'm going to assume. Okay. It feels safe Because I, I love that. Right? I love that. I love it. So the Shambhala Ashram was finished in 1953. It included about 100 homes, a two-story house of worship, some barracks-like buildings, a nearby mm-hmm. cave for long-term food storage, mm-hmm. and about 800 residents, all told, ended up moving in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he did have a following. Was a thing. He did? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he died in 1963, although the Brotherhood does not acknowledge his death on their website. Um, also, there's no mention of his wife, Sonia. She just seems to disappear. And he doesn't seem to actually uh. have anything to do with the two children he had with his first wife. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. So, you know, Sonia's just gone. Yeah. I Presumably she lived out her days there? I don't I don't know. I hope she lived out her days somewhere and I hope they were long yeah. and happy. Uh She just and they don't and they don't acknowledge his well they don't. And if you believe in that kind of spirituality, like you probably can't, you yeah, know, exactly. It's probably not. And we'll get into dead. We'll get into the Emerald Tablets, um, because they kind of go more into this belief system. But yeah, you can't really acknowledge death. Um. So the general overarching. Excuse me. The general overarching teachings of the Brotherhood. Um, the human soul is pictured as a spark of the divine that has devolved into matter. This experience has overwhelmed the soul, which has lost the harmony after being created. Uh, okay. And the teachings emphasize methods of re-establishing harmony and with the aid of the masters returning to the divine realms. Okay. So, if you want to, like I said, join this, it is a correspondence church. They offer, this is from their website, by the way, it's a correspondence church Offering a series of lessons on every branch of the occult, metaphysical, and spiritual science, including healing. Okay. It's divided into four neophyte and twelve temple grades, and takes about four and a half years to complete. The cost is a $100 entrance fee, and then $67 a month. 
Okay. Yeah. Is there a reason for the 67? Like, spiritually, I don't know. I will say that when I worked for an online marketing company, people like sevens. So we split test a lot yeah. of prices. We we landed on 47. Mm-hmm. Just because pe- more people would buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So some other books written by Maurice Doriel. Or M. Doriel or just Doriel. Depends on which book you're looking at. Reincarnation. The Seal of Solomon and its occult relation to the two triangles and their use. The Inner Earth, Soul Cycles, Astral Projection and How to Accomplish It, Mm -hmm. The Banner of Shambhala, The Coming of Maitreya, the Future Teacher of the World, and Ancient Mm -hmm. America, The Secret Mysteries of the Great Civilization Which Once Existed on the North American Continent. It's not a mystery. There were indigenous populations that lived here for thousands of years. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the and white people. And they got wiped out. He's talking about the white people nope. that lived there before then. <laughs> or alongside. <sighs> <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean. Fuck me up with it. Let's go, As Andy. translated by M. Doriel. And the edition that I was reading had a study guide for the Flower of Life organization. Cool. Now, first off, this is not to be confused with the Emerald Tablets of Hermes Tris... Shit. <laughs> Trismegistus. Trismes? Yeah. Whatever. Hermes T. Uh, he was a legendary combination of the Greek, Greek god Hermes and the ancient Egyptian god Thoth, who is the god of moon, sacred texts, mathematics, sciences, magic, uh, messenger and recorder of the deities, master of knowledge, and patron of scribes. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Um... It is probably worth noting that in Doriel's Emerald Tablets, Thoth and Hermes are the same soul. Of course. Yeah, he basically He believes in reincarnation and astral projection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the introduction kind of gives us an overview about who Thoth the Atlantean was. Um, Thoth was an immortal Atlantean priest-king who ruled the ancient race of Egypt from approximately 50,000 BC to 36,000 BC. So about 16,000 years. Why not? Yeah. He's immortal. He built the Great Pyramid over the entrance to the Great Halls of Amenti, where he kept his records, the Emerald Tablets. It's 10 tablets divided into 13 parts. That math doesn't add up. Ten tablets, thirteen parts. Not I don't, ten tablets, ten parts. Honestly, or thirteen tablets. 
13 Some parts. of the middle parts felt like filler to me, but... Ugh, fluff. <laughs> okay. It says that the last two are so great and far-reaching in their import that at present it is forbidden to release them to the world at large. However, the book had 13 parts, so I'm not sure what was going on there. So when he says 13, what he means is 15. I guess. Ah, yes. Everyone knows yeah. that when you say a number, you, you always leave a private remainder. Exactly. Duh. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, he claims that in 1300 BC, pyramid priests carried the emerald tablets to the Yucatan, where they were placed beneath the altar to the sun god. Where? In a, Which in a Mayan, altar to the sun god? A Mayan temple. Which one, dude? I don't know. <laughs> so yes, in 1925, he was instructed to recover them and return them to the Great Pyramid. And he was also given permission to translate them for us. Ah, uh, yes. It's a la Joseph Smith. Yes. And there is this wonderful line in the introduction that goes, It is expected that many will scoff, yet the true student will read between the lines and gain wisdom. If the light is in you, the light which is engraved in these tablets will respond. It doesn't get much sure. more gaslighty than that. Sure, <laughs> sure. You know what? If the you don't get it, it's because between the lines doesn't. Like, you don't have the light. Sorry. Yeah. You're not operating on your highest level. Exactly. You are not at your highest vibration to receive these words and this message. And that's on you. That's not on me. Yeah. And if a student has to read between the lines to discover messages, then you're a shit writer, you numb nuts. What? Okay. So. Okay. Tablet one is called The History oh. of Thoth the Atlantean. Okay. Now, it starts. Atlantis was filled with a superior race of beings, including Thoth, uh, with access to the Akashic Records. Okay. This race ascended mm. and moved their consciousness to Venus. They were replaced on Earth by a consciousness from Mars, who they were also enlightened, but not as much as the OG Atlanteans. Okay. Yeah. So when the barbarian humans show up, they can't be trusted with that knowledge. So they sink Atlantis. But before they do, they send out some priests so that their okay. their knowledge isn't completely lost. It's just protected from barbarians. Also, they had a spaceship that could travel anywhere the pilot thought of. It was just thrown in there. I don't know. They don't expand on that anymore. Sure. It's just they have a spaceship. Cool. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Fuck it. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. So Thoth was born 20,000 years before Atlantis sank. 
Okay. Uh, but he was so enlightened that he was shown the path to the halls of Amenti. The halls of Amenti are um. So so the the ancient Atlanteans basically built the halls of Amenti, which are not actually in our world. It's like a fold in space time. It's like a pocket yes. dimension that they exist in. Uh, yeah. And so pocket there are certain universe. entrances you can use to get there. But that's where all the, okay. like, enlightened beings live. I love that you're rubbing your temples while you're trying to explain this. <laughs> it was the, so that's... hard to wrap my brain around. <laughs> he really <laughs> packed just all of it into his theology, which, <laughs> you know, you gain a lot of ground when you paint with really broad strokes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot. There's so much. In here. There's so much. This is an all-you-can-eat buffet. It really is. Of fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Thoth is shown the paths to the Hall of Amenti, which renew his body and make him immortal. Okay. After Atlantis sinks, Thoth goes to Egypt and he meets mm-hmm. with the barbarians, the humans. Like they see him and they try mm-hmm. to attack him, and he uses a freeze ray from his staff <laughs> to convince them to submit to him. And he also tells them that he's a child of the sun, which is why the Egyptians worship the sun. <laughs> but Thoth is a, is a moon deity. Uh... Yep. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. He has has the pyramid, the Great Pyramid, built, mm-hmm. and under it, he makes new paths to the halls of Amenti, okay. so that he can, you know, renew. He has to go every so often back there to stay immortal, rejuvenate. It's like a so spa he's day. not truly immortal. Mm-hmm. He has to rejuvenate no. his, his physical form. His spirit is immortal. So he's a vampire. Eventually, he leaves his physical body there under the pyramid and his spirit goes elsewhere to do things. Cool. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So there are several entrances to the halls of Amenti. Sulphur Springs, Oklahoma. (laughs) I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mount Shasta, California, obviously. Of course. Uh, Nictalan, South America. Shabala, okay. Tibet. Cool. Obviously, the Great Pyramid in Egypt. Mm-hmm. The Black Forest in Germany. Sure. I don't know how to pronounce this, but a place in India. <laughs> okay. And the Atlas Mountains in Africa. Sure. Yeah. All, 
I love how the locations get more and more dramatic, except for Sulphur Springs, Oklahoma. I mean, isn't that the most spiritual place in, in like, the world? That's what I always hear. Yeah, if famously. You, if you want to reach enlightenment, go to Oklahoma. Center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that should actually be their new state motto. Totally. So, these halls house the flower of life, which is the concentrated life force of Earth. Okay. And it is in its light that you have to bask to gain immortality. So, Tablet 2 is called The Halls of Amenti. It tells us that there are 32 children of light who made their bodies out of space dust and live in the halls of Amenti. And then it describes the reincarnation cycle with souls always working towards higher vibrations. Which Mm -hmm. is basically just my understanding of Buddhism, but okay. Sure. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so Thoth is granted access to the Flower of Life, which recharges his life energy and makes him immortal. Um, and then he decides that his purpose with this immortality is to be a teacher and help other humans reach enlightenment. Okay. It's a good guy, Thoth. hmm So Tablet 3 gives us the... Uh, it's called the Key of Wisdom... And it's, it's kind of, um, it's like the, the commandments kind of, sort of like it's the instructions. Yeah. So you need wisdom and power because one without the other Mm. is useless. Okay. Don't be proud. Okay. Silence is golden. Speaking evil gives it power. Okay. No one is above the law. Okay. I don't I don't think that's the law of man. I think it's like a spiritual law. I don't know. Yeah. Uh don't give in to fear or cause fear in others. Okay. It's necessary to have a guide on the path so that you're not led astray. Okay. Yeah, that checks out. Love is the beginning and end of the path. Okay. (laughs) Extravagant speech always shows a lack of balance. And perfection is the only goal. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Minus, like general foibles I have with a few of them. I don't really think perfection is the only goal. That's ugh. Like most of those don't sound bad. No, they're pretty generic. Like, sure. Yeah. Fine. You know, don't cause fear in others. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good with that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, Sure. Mm-hmm. 
fucking why not <laughs> uh, be quiet all the time oh well i don't really think that's uh, practical uh, but uh, sure okay yeah okay yeah so tablet four is called the spaceborn here we go oh yes yes so this describes part of Thoth's ascension process, uh, where he is able to finally break the soul from its bondage, which allows him to send his consciousness through space and time. So he basically sends it everywhere and learns and sees everything mm -hmm. through all time. Yeah. Um... <laughs> There were no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the conquerors of Ether were the same that had come to Earth in past ages, and had solved the secret of interplanetary travel long ago. I don't know what the conquerors of okay. Ether are. I think it refers to the first wave of consciousness that moved to Venus later. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh huh. Man must cause order to arise within his own being. When harmony of all parts of his being is perfect, then he is no longer bound to the material plane. Yep. So, sure. Then we get into instructions on how to free the consciousness from the body. Okay. So you should... Perform a short fast in silence until you have conquered the desire for words and food. Expand the solar plexus and send the life force flooding to it so that the body is vitalized. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my notes didn't make sense for a second there. <laughs> You have to cut off That's okay. outside sensory impressions. After the silence induced by the will is complete, the consciousness should be centered in the pineal, and the image, uh, the image thought or picture of the place you desire to be should be formed. Okay. Then an intense effort of will directed in the proper curve, and you are released from the body. So there is, I skipped over it, but there's a lot of talk about the curves of dimensions and places mm -hmm. and a lot of things that I'm sure make a lot of sense if you're on mushrooms, but not the rest of the time. Hell yeah. <laughs> not that I would know. Nope. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, just a thought. It's. No, it's just what I've, what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've read about it. Uh-huh. So Tablet 5 is called The Dweller of Unal. The Dweller of Unal was the ruler of all of the Earth, though he did not intervene in the governing of nations unless it was absolutely necessary. Mm. So he 
built a temple that was three miles on each side and one mile high. However, it did not exist in the third dimension, but in the ninth. And that's why no one can see it. Yes. Okay. It housed the original gateway to Amenti. Ah. Yeah. Um, so Thoth gathers wisdom and machines and whatnot from Atlantis and like this temple before it sinks and buries some of it beneath a great rock, which later gets carved into the Sphinx. He also buries his spaceship there. So Mm. that when invaders from space attack earth, um, they can use it to repel them. Because, of course, it stayed damage-free in all of these thousands of years. I mean, yeah. In the sand. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tablet 6, the key of magic. Um, So this is where we get into the antagonists of the story. Oh, yes. Uh, You may have... You you may remember earlier we mentioned the Black Brotherhood. Mm Mm-hmm. The Black Brotherhood are adepts who use magic for destruction instead of construction. Mm. And they fight against the Children of Light. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the Black Brotherhood can call in elementals to fulfill their purposes. And they have mind control through thought, transference, and hypnosis. Okay. Uh... And they they can send disturbances to you, right? They can they can try and and get to you through this. Yes, yes. So we get some uh, instruction on how to cleanse yourself of these outside influences. If a disturbance comes from within, start a vibration in the pineal and send it in irregular waves through the body. So you send the first wave through, count to one, send another, count to three, send another, count to two, etc. So it has to be okay. weird pulses of energy. Okay. Then you send it through in regular waves every count of two. Okay. If the disturbance in your vibrations is coming from without and not from within... Then you need to go to a dark cave or a room and draw a circle around yourself and then do the wave thing. So now we're just gonna we're just gonna steal just 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 steal stuff from witchcraft. Why not? Yeah. I mean he's stealing everything from Everywhere else. Exactly. So these dark... Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... So these... The dark... Forces. Yes. This, this dark energy. These elementals that are sent to attack you. Yes. Uh, could they take the form of... Really anything? I have no idea. I'm gonna say because yes. Because that is a... That's a very easy 
segue into if something is going wrong in my life, if something is not going according to plan. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm out of alignment. Oh, it's a demon attack. Yes. Essentially, you're supposed to check whether you're out of alignment. Because remember, the goal is perfection. Mm-hmm. And if it's not you, then it must be external. And you have to draw a circle to protect yourself. While you realign. So you either have to self-report, in which case, why are you going to be honest? Or you have to discuss it with another person. And unless they have a vested interest in the reason being external, they're going to say that it's internal and that it's you, which gives them an automatic defense if you're questioning anything that they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Okay, sure. So Tablet 7 is the Seven Lords. I later it becomes clear there are actually nine lords. I don't know why. We only hear about seven. Fuck the other two. <laughs> Assholes. They're they didn't come they're to probably on party. those they're they're probably on those two other tablets that are probably. so powerful that the world yeah. Cannot have knowledge of it. Exactly. So, uh, this talks about, so it does talk about, like, each of these seven lords and their, their little dominions. A lot of it seemed to overlap. This was kind of fluffy where I was losing interest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, my takeaways were the light of the cosmic must be allowed to flow into and through the manifestation. Mm-hmm. The goal of all seeking must be oneness with the cosmic consciousness. Mm -hmm. Everything is only separate manifestations of the one cosmic brain. Uh, It throws some shade at people nowadays, saying like, hey, you're given the key and you don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. And then just says that the seven lords are like guides to men. Uh, tablet eight, the key of mysteries. Uh, so it claims that at one point there was a group of men who were more concerned with the material world than the spiritual world. And so they ended up opening a portal into one of the lower dimensions and let in a bunch of lower spirits who, um, so once, once given a blood sacrifice and called by name, they uh, they would take the form of a human body with a serpent head. So here's our lizard people. Mm. Mm-hmm. However, they were able to cast a hypnotic glamour around themselves to look human. Yes, yeah. of course. They would assume the form of human leaders who had secretly been killed and gradually they took over the world. Oh, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was... There was one word, though, that they were unable to pronounce. And so this was, like, the test to see mm-hmm. if somebody was, like, a lizard person. 
Um, the word is, it's spelled Kai, Kai, K-I-N-I-N-I-G-E-N. So it's like Kininigen, maybe? Clearly I'm okay. a lizard person because I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce that. Is it a hard G or a soft G? Right? I don't know. What are those eyes doing in there? Who knows? That's a lot of eyes. It's One a... might say that's too many. It's a lot of eyes. Yeah. Thankfully, eventually people forgot how to summon them. Yes. Yeah. That's all we get on that. Okay. Yeah. That's they did, all right. They that's did get it. the portal closed. But, and then people had to use a blood sacrifice to summon them. Mm. But eventually we just forgot how. So that's the end of that, I guess. It's because Buffy Summers sealed the gateway to the Hellmouth at the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's true. Y'all? Yeah. It's all she's Buffy. the one we need to thank for it. It's all Buffy. Do you think she's part of this cult? Secretly. I hope not. I hope not. But please don't be. <laughs> okay, so tablet nine. The key of freedom of space. Um, it has this common refrain of seek the light rather than the, the darkness so that you may realize the oneness of all things. Mm. It's real big on this um, universal consciousness, basically. Okay. Uh, the number nine is sacred, I think. It's hard to figure out. Um, okay. The circle represents completion of the opening of the channel of force passing through the centers of the body. I don't know what any of that means either. But okay. nines and circles seem to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the one true word is order. So this is where we get to the crux of it. Basically, their thing is, like, everything has to be in perfect order to ascend to your highest self and, like, resume oneness with the universe. So they, this brotherhood, um, the, the children of the sun or whatever, they seek order and oneness and the what is it the dark brotherhood i lost it already the black brother the black brotherhood they seek disorder and chaos i guess i don't know i like a little chaos in my okay. life to be honest yeah and frankly just out of spite i'm gonna be seeking constant disorder and chaos it's perfect order sounds like so boring sounds really boring and unattainable mm-hmm. and the... oh oh andy this might have to be a two-parter it might we're getting a little long we're getting i'm i'm almost oh, done. and then there's so much <laughs> Oh, Andy. I know. All right. Let's keep going. Ready? Tablet 10. Let's do this. Tablet 10. We only have, like, four more tablets. Um, The key of time. So it says time, the great secret, 
is a key to freedom. So when you conquer time, you have also conquered death. Okay. Yeah. Time is angular in movement, yet being within curved walls. So more mushroom talk. Sure. Yeah. Sure. To penetrate past time, the consciousness must be moved in curves. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tablet 11. The key to above and below. So it's basically the as above, so below. Mm-hmm. Is basically what this entire tablet can be. Um, it also gives instructions to get into the halls of Amenti uh, via the pyramid. Okay. So you draw a line in a geometrical angle from the Sphinx. The key to opening the secret chamber beneath the pyramid can be found there. It was pretty vague. Whatever. Tablet 12. The law of cause and effect and the key of prophecy. So eventually, the consciousness that currently inhabits Earth, that came from Mars, will evolve and move on to be replaced by a lower consciousness. And the rulers from the previous consciousness become the new consciousness is gods. So this is where like Osiris and Horus and Isis, all the Egyptian gods, were actually part of that consciousness that moved to Venus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. So man's soul only remains on this planet until he receives the first degree of illumination, and then he passes to Venus, and then Mercury, and finally to the sun, where it becomes one with the cosmic consciousness. Yes. (laughs) I don't know where other galaxies and systems fall into this. Yeah, this seems really... Uh... Earth solar system centric. Mm-hmm. It's not very inclusive. And I just. That's very, very not inclusive. <laughs> okay. Okay. So our final tablet here, tablet 13 The Keys of Life and Death. It says that man is dual in polarity. And death only approaches when your polarities are out of balance. So as long as you are perfectly balanced, you will never die. Or have, like, health problems. So this is why they have not acknowledged that Doriel has died. Because he... Yeah. Yeah. Because he, they can't. Because that implies that he was out of balance. If you die, it's your fault. Exactly. Now, to to get this balance, here's what they suggest. Spend one hour each day lying down with your head pointed north and hold your consciousness in your chest and head. Then, spend one hour each day lying down with your head pointed south and hold your consciousness from below your chest to your feet. It kind of sounded like you actually only have to do this once a week. 
because there was there was a line that was like hold thou in balance once in each seven and thy balance will retain the whole of its strength that to me sounds like once a week yeah that sounds that sounds like once a week yeah so like two hours a turn week turn yourself into a you human compass be a more adult yeah that's all it takes it's like two hours a week And then, when you're ready to die, though, they also have instructions on that. You're not actually dying (laughs) because um, once you're enlightened, like, you see that death is just, like, this veil and you just pass through it and then you go to your next level of enlightenment. It's this whole thing. It kind of made me think about, like, um, Ursula's little garden of souls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So when you're ready to pass from this life, first, lie with your head to the east, fold your hands over the solar plexus, and place your consciousness there. Okay. Now this part I just, I just quoted. I couldn't, I couldn't synthesize it any better for you. Whirl it divide to north and to south. Send thou the one out toward the northward. Send thou the other to the south. Relax thy hold upon thy being. Forth from thy form will thy silver spark fly, upward and onward to the sun of the morning, blending with light at one with its source. Turn yourself into a horcrux and launch yourself into the sun. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Duh. So that, that is, that is the primary text that the Brotherhood of the White Temple seems to be built around. And they still exist, and they have a website in Sedalia, Colorado. There you go. We should probably join. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Our center of spiritual enlightenment starts in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, golly. Uh-huh. This was so much more wild and out there than I had any idea going into it. And, like, I really appreciate you um, turning me on to this. And it has now changed my whole direction mm-hmm. of research for my next episode. <laughs> and I thank you for this gift. You're welcome. Truly. Yeah. I could not wait. I was, like, forcing my partner to listen about this cult it's fantastic um yeah yeah and i mean like i feel like i don't even i feel like i spent two weeks reading about this and i don't even have like a grasp on on all of it and i mean i couldn't even get a hold of his other books i mean astral projection and how to do it like all I've been missing in my life 
Well, giddy up, everyone, because this is not the last that you've heard <laughs> about this cult. Uh, this is... Ooh. Sorry, this was really long, but, like, there was just so much. Oh. I even skipped, like, a page or two. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um... Y'all, this is going to be great. This is going to be a real fun time. This is... Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) (sighs) This was good. Thank you. You're welcome. My brain is full. Mine is too. Of delicious, tasty morsels. Nom nom for us, David. Thank you for letting me spill all of this onto your brain, because it was a lot for mine to carry alone. (laughs) I'm really glad that you don't have to bear the weight of this burden by yourself. I'm very happy to share. And now we can all seek enlightenment together. Yes. Oh, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun... You look spent. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I'm not frozen anymore. You're not. You you unfroze at some point in there. I, Which is good because, like, you were frozen like this. My, and it kept looking like you had a question. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of questions, <laughs> Auntie. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, my brain feels like a wet sponge. <laughs> That I need to just sift through. <laughs> and then... there, I can send you my notes on this one if you just want to... Oh, yeah. Deep dive a little more. <laughs> yeah. I, um... The, yes. 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 I heard tiny little morsels and my brain was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it was a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. If people find this interesting, Mm -hmm. where, what should they, what should they do, Andy? Where should they find us? If they want to hear more. Well, we are on all the podcasting services for the most part. All the big ones, at least. And you can find us on Instagram at two girls who scare easily with the number two, or on uh, you can email us directly if you have more to add about this, which I would love. Please, oh my Please. God, and if you are part if... of the Brotherhood of the White Temple, we would love to talk to you. Yes, please. I beseech thee, if you were. A member of the religious organization. Or were raised in it. Because you know, there are find kids. Us. There, there have to be kids who were raised there. Yes. Yes. Please find us. I, I welcome the opportunity to talk with you. Yes. Yes. So, if that is you, um, if you have any insight or thoughts, you may email us at... Two girls who scare easily at gmail.com with the number two. Or if you just have any other fun stories, we would love to hear them. 
Um, I think that's it. I guess tune in next time or in the future because at some point there'll probably be a point to, uh, a part two. And like I said, I think it all connects. Yeah. So when we get to like the Denver airport, Lucifer conspiracies, like it's all, it's all there. This is coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, I think this secretly, it like formed the direction that Colorado has gone in. I have like a, lot, a of lot of Colorado arm conspiracy theories. <laughs> I love your arm movements. There's never too many <laughs> arm movements. All right. I think that's it. So, uh, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Tune in next time, everyone. We'll see you. We'll see you later. I hope I didn't break your brain too much. Bye. Oh. Bye.